Man, fucking intro. I know what y'all were thinking. You weren't gonna see me. No way he'd show his face around here. Man, fuck all that. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 149, all up in your motherfucking ass. Hit him with that goddamn theme music. is up you sadistic pricks you i know what the fuck you here i know what you here for you want to see a man on his motherfucking knees you want to kick a motherfucker while he's down i know why the fuck you here don't think i don't know what the fuck you here fucking six x six f bombs right in the first 10 seconds triple champ over here wondering what the hell's wrong with pops still seething still angry it's over. It's been over for almost a week now. I've had time to recover a little bit. You're like, well, Gecko, you, you called it. You called it the one of the few things you get right. You, you got it right. When you bet against the D-Boys, you get it right. The first time you bet against the D-Boys, you got it right. And right on cue. You hear, the, you hear the triple champ in the background over here. I got uh, 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 Paw Patrol on. The Paw Patrol, this little kid's wild, and he's got all the toys now since Christmas. So he's over there reenacting and shit. So you'll hear him in the background. Beans, say hi. He said hi. Um, so, yeah, I called it. Listen, uh, here, here I am. I'm showing my face. You know, it's, it's five days later. Coming out of my little hidey hole. Looking like Saddam Hussein in the little spider hole getting pulled out and shit. I had my wieners chopped off and stuffed in my mouth, hung upside down from a fucking tree. D-Boys did D-Boys things. The D-Boys did what I told you they were going to do. Three and out, D-Boys showed up. Couldn't stop the run, D-Boys showed up. Now, did I foresee 14 penalties, NFL record for a playoff game, 14 penalties? No, I didn't see that. Even as shitty as the Dallas Cowboys are, almost, almost half of them were pre-snap penalties. So I couldn't even blame it on the goddamn refs. 
I couldn't even blame them on the goddamn refs, except uh, old, old Trent Jones or Trent whatever the mother Williams or whatever the fuck over there that left uh, left tackle for these motherfucker uh, uh, Niners false starting every single every single snap. Go watch his leg. Watch him. Watch him against the the Packers. Go watch his left leg, his plant leg that he has behind him. He twitches that. He turns it. That's that's why Randy Gregory was jumping off sides two times to start because. It was actually false starts on, on Trent Williams. They don't call that. They don't call, oh, you're getting into the refs already. Yeah, you goddamn right. I'm going, I'm going Dak Prescott on you. These motherfuckers holding sticks, number 11, Micah Parsons, every single time he rushes the passer, no calls. But somehow we end up with 14 penalties. It's fucking wild. But either way, you know, the D-Boys, I told you they were going to show up with that bullshit offense that we, we saw with the – we had foreshadowing. This, this, if this was, if these motherfuckers were like an author, they, they wouldn't be worth a shit because their foreshadowing technique was, was pathetic. We had seen it all goddamn year long. It started with the Broncos. Ate our motherfucking asses, brought, brought out the koala stations down to the field level, propped us, us, uh, propped us up on them, heels overhead, ate our motherfucking asses, diaper change, you know, you know the drill. 30 to nothing at one point. 30 to nothing. Before Dak in some garbage time got a couple TDs and two-point conversions. Made it 30-18. to 18, Made it look like we didn't get our ass eight. But we got our ass eight. Uh, well, when else did we see it? We saw it against the Chiefs when we lost 19-9. to nine. Saw it against uh, the Cardinals. Whack-ass, sorry-ass motherfucking Cardinals. Sorry-ass. Sorry Talk about a sorry-ass little fucking Kyler Murray. Talk about getting your ass eight. Good lord, did he look fucking retarded. I know you're not allowed to say that anymore, but he looked fucking retarded. What else are you supposed to say? When you're out there fucking taking the short bus to the motherfucking stadium and shit, coming out there looking like Jimmy Vollmer on a pair of little little stilt crutches, like a little dumb fuck throwing that, little, that fucking three flies up pop-up from the end zone on some stupid shit. I'm watching that shit, and I'm like, the Cowboys lost to these assholes? And we should have beat them as terribly as we played. We should have beat them. If homeboy uh, uh, Kizzee, I think it was, catches that ball in the end zone, intercepts that Kyler Murray pass, we win the game. They don't get that last three points. We win the fucking game. Despite all the bullshit. Um, and then, of course, we played the uh, Eagles in the last game of the season. They literally played no starters, and we beat them. We put a 50-burger on them. And, you know, Dak was actually making good throws. Despite who was out there, he was making the throws. Um, even though they were wide open, he, he was still at least making the throws. They were on point. There was a couple, you know, errant tosses, but whatever. And then he came out, and he, he was just a pedestrian fucking... That last uh, interception that he threw was, was terrible. It was inside. I mean, his, his accuracy has been terrible all year. I, you know, I've been telling y'all homies that it was the, uh, you know, injury. If you go back after week seven against the Patriots, we were, we were the best team in the goddamn league. Dak was the MVP frontrunner by far. He was eating ass all fucking, all fucking season up to that point. Very last play of that game in OT, he blows out his calf or, you know, does something to his calf. Was never the same since. The whole offense was never the same since. The offensive line has struggled all season. It's, it's a rebuild for the offensive line. It's done. It's gone. They're actually okay with the pass protection at times. They can't run block. And then you have a Zeke who's over here on, on, on some fucking 
this, this guy is fucking stuck in gear too. You know, this guy can't get out of. He's redlining at gear t- in, in second gear over here. I mean, this dude is slow as a motherfucker. I'm 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 taking my ass out there. I'm ripping a couple bees. I'm run, I'm taking my ass out to that forty, and I'm beating Zeke's ass. I promise you. Pulled hammy and all, limp to the finish line. Quicker than motherfucking Zeke. This dude, he, when he on the rare occasion he does get a hole, he he fucking barely makes it through it. It's like Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom before the shit, the cave closes up on him and the ball crushes him. That Zeke every time, except he doesn't make it. He doesn't escape and the fucking ball crushes him. Movie over. Roll the fucking credits. He doesn't, it, it's like Independence Day when, when, when Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are trying, at the end, trying to escape that fucking mothership. And the, and, and the doors closing, the gates closing on them. And at the very last second, they shoot, they shoot out, they shoot through, they escape. Not Zeke, that motherfucker gets stuck in there and gets raped by the motherfucking aliens. Ass ate by the motherfucking aliens. Those motherfuckers are wild, too. Those motherfuckers, you seen those motherfuckers howling at the motherfucking moon. Those goddamn aliens eating Zeke's ass like that. Talk about scoop. They doing the little scoop, the little feed me shit to Zeke while they eating his motherfucking ass because he didn't make it out of the little portal. He was too goddamn slow. Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith throwing them fucking chunking up deuces. Watching Zeke fucking get, get the fucking feed me by the fucking aliens in the goddamn rear view. Sorry ass, Ewok looking ass motherfucker. Now I said I wasn't going to come out here and be all bitter and angry. The more I fucking think about it, the more. And I called it. I knew this. Honestly, this was the easiest playoff loss I've ever had to, ever had to witness. I mean, honestly, I, I, you know, other than, you know, calling these, these, these assholes fucking nincompoops and, 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 and fucking rotten bastards all day for their 14 penalties. It was only the penalties I was talking shit. Because, I mean, that's all, you know, that's coaching to me. You know, when these, when these shit dicks come out here with, with, with fucking 14 goddamn penalties, they, there was a point. This is, this, is when it, this is when I knew there was all hope lost. Cowboys third and four, struggling, got a third and four, finally have at least a manageable third down, right? On their own side of the field, you guys may remember this false start. Five-yard penalty sets us back to, to third and nine. Very next play, false start. Sets us back, third and 14. Two back-to-back false start penalties go from third and four, third and manageable, to third and 14. On that third and 14, that gets, that gets sacked. Why? Because he has to hold the ball for all the receivers to get down uh, fucking 14 yards, 15 yards downfield. And in that time, he gets sacked. We punt the ball. And that was the story of the fucking day. Now, everybody wants to point to that last series. I didn't even watch the last series. I had turned it off after the previous series on on defense. When you have Randy Gregory tackling a motherfucker for no reason on third down, giving him a goddamn first down. If him and Gallimore don't make those penalties at the end, Gallimore with the... You know, I don't even blame Gallimore. I know that was a blatant penalty, hands to the face. But at least Gallimore, he, he's, he's rushing the passer hard. He's making... He's bum-rushing. He knows... He, there's urgency in that pass rush right there. He knows the game situation. He knows he has to make something happen right there. And he got a little out of control. And he put... At least he was putting out effort. He was hustling. He was trying to make a fucking play. This, this dumb fuck, Grandy Gregory, had like four or five penalties. This dude was, as great as he can be, is he, he's a dumb fuck. I mean, it was a couple years ago where he fucked us out in the last game of the season when he only played like two games because he lined up offsides. He started this lining up in the neutral zone bullshit that you've seen a lot more of. 
Remember when the Chiefs did that to, and fucked them at themselves against the Patriots from going to the Super Bowl? That was because of Randy Gregory showed him how to do that shit. He wrote the blueprint on that shit. But this motherfucker, Randy Gregory, goes out there and tackles somebody. They're not even close to the play. He's tackling a dude, an offensive lineman, on third down. So it's two third downs in under two minutes that we would have had the ball back with plenty of time. It wouldn't even come down to, Z- to Dak running a fucking uh, on third and whatever, you know, 14 seconds. Wouldn't have come down to that. But it wouldn't have come down to any of that because the Cowboys had the ball with two minutes and 24 seconds. They got the ball back. Down six. Motherfuckers forgetting this shit. I think there was one, there was one first down, like a 30-yard completion or something to, uh, to Schultz, to Dalton Schultz. And after that, it was four straight incompletions. It was five and out, and we kicked the ball back to him. That was the game. That's when, that was the game. And then after the penalties, I turned that shit off. I didn't even see that last drive with, Z, with Dak running up the middle. And then, listen, you got to hand the ball to the goddamn referee. You don't, get the, you don't get to place the ball yourself. You don't get to place the ball yourself. You're not the fucking ref. The ref has to place the ball. He has to spot it. The, the fucking offensive lineman or the quarterback don't get to spot the ball and then hike it. That's not how it works. Motherfuckers, just hand the ball to this asshole and let him go hand it off. But it shouldn't even come down to that. That, that was a mere bag of shells. Nobody give a fuck about that goddamn play. The game, the game was way over before then. Way the fuck over before that whole last drive. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna go. Even if you get that, you get the spike with one second left. You ain't going. You ain't throwing a 26, 27 yard touchdown on the last play of the game. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck. Shut the fuck. Just shut the fuck up. Oh, you ain't buying that bullshit. We canceling after the trial period, homeboy. We just window shopping. We ain't buying that bullshit. We over here watching QVC. We ain't buying. We ain't calling in. We putting that shit on layaway. Easy pay. Five installment plan. Buying this shit. Assholes. Now, Jerry Jones had even a, 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 a fucking... Uh... A fucking even an ounce, a half ounce, an eighthy, an eighth, a G, or just a little grr, a gram. A fucking common sense he would fire McFatfuck, a.k.a. COVID snack, ASAP, and he'd put Dan Quinn in the very least. This is the very least change he should make. Put Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's going to go be a head coach somewhere. If you're not willing to, to, to rock the boat with a huge, uh, 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 real, actual hiring, make Dan Co- Quinn the coach. Get, get Kellen Moore, okay, I've seen enough of them. There were times where this guy is just like a, a fucking genius, and there are other times where he's just a fucking moron. You know, Troy Aikman called, called Kellen Moore out. He, you know, C.D. Lamb, how the fuck is this guy C.D. Lamb not dominating the league? Well, one, because he has two left hands and he drops fucking every other pass. I get that. But two... They, they try to scheme this dude open. Hey, no more. I'm ranting over here, dude. Uh, they try to scheme him open. They try to be cute. They try to run these little... Pa- just let him... Uh, uh, Troy Aikman said it perfectly. Just let him run the route tree. No more, dude. Just let him run the route tree. Button routes, curls, slants... In routes, stop and goes, whatever the fuck, post routes, whatever the fuck you want. Just recycle through them. 
He's one-on-one coverage on the outside. Just let him do it. Let him run. Fucking run. Every time I'm, I'm just giving him a different route to run. You don't need to scheme him open. You don't need to run this guy that way and this guy that way and then hope that this guy drops back this way and this guy drops back this way and then maybe, just maybe, you know, C.D. Lamb will be open in the middle and he can get... Fuck all that bullshit. Give me the motherfucking sticks, Kellen Moore. Give me the motherfucking sticks. Calling these motherfucking plays uh, 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 on some Madden shit. I guarantee you I get... I get... uh, 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 CDs, CDs, Lamb, I get this motherfucker easy hundred buck fifty, easy buck fifty in that game, easy buck fifty. You remember Michael Irvin in the NFC Championship game that that the Cowboys lost the the one year they lost to the uh, to the um, to the Niners. We would have we would have eaten the fucking Chargers' ass. That was actually the Super Bowl that year. Niners Cowboys. Everybody knew that shit. Um, Go back and look. Michael Irvin, the playmaker. This is what Troy Aikman was talking about. He said, this is exactly what we did in that game. The playmaker had 12 catches for 192 yards or some shit. Almost had two yard, 200 yards receiving in a losing effort. But this is what they did. They had one-on coverage on that, one-on-one coverage on the outside. No reason to be cute. They were just cycling through the route tree. Just run the route tree. I'll just keep giving it to you. And, and they kept giving it to the Niners. Just got you know too little too late, but you know that was a great that was a great Niners team with Steve Young. They broke through that year. That was the Super Bowl, because either one of those teams was gonna beat the dog shit out the Chargers that year. Diggity dogs. You remember that Super Bowl game was over in the very first play of the game, a fucking like, little post to to Jerry Jones Gonski's game, Gonski's game, game blouses. So in the very least, what they should do is at least get rid of him. If you get rid of Kellen Moore, get rid of those motherfuckers. Send their asses to the shower. No chanclas. No chanclas. No goddamn chanclas. You getting that athlete's foot? You getting all that foot funk? And take your motherfucking ass to the snooty fox. There ain't no. You don't gotta go home. You gotta get the fuck up out of here, Kellen Moore. Mike McFat fuck motherfucker. And I ain't second-guessing McFatfuck. I'm first-guessing McFatfuck. Go back. It's on wax. It's on waxy wax. Me saying that even before they even hired this motherfucker, when his name first came up, I said, the only person I don't want the Dallas Cowboys to hire is Mike McCarthy. That's just a fat, less ginger Jason Garrett. It's status quo. You keep in the same shit. I said, I said it. I would rather you just keep this motherfucker, this, this Scott Tinnerman ass, Jason Garrett ass motherfucker than go hire Mike McCarthy. I said it. It's on wax. This isn't a second guess. This is a, this is a, a, a fucking preemptive Nostradamus guess before it even happened. And I've been proven right. Inflated 12 and 5 record. Ass 8 in the first fucking round. I mean, they played pathetic. I mean, and, and if you go look at Jimmy, Jimmy G, he got outplayed by Dak, and Dak played like diggity dog shit. That motherfucker had like 170 yards passing. He was begging. He was trying to give us that motherfucking game. We wouldn't take it. We fucking refused. So fuck him. What's next? I don't know. You got to rebuild that offensive line. You're going to come back with the same coaching staff, then you got the same thing. We're going to win the division again next year. I guarantee you're going to win the division next year. So it was, the only question is, was this Dak being injured this year? 
getting over a catastrophic motherfucking injury, needing a year to come back to really get his fucking groove on. Remember, he had the shoulder problems and lat problems. That's because his legs fucked up. He couldn't push off that back shoulder. What I was seeing a lot of sailing the ball, being laid on the ball. He's trying to arm these punch, uh, these these uh, these passes. It, you know, he's short sometimes. He's high sometimes it's because he's not using his back leg to push it off. He's not getting any power. Hopefully that's the issue. If it's not, you know, then that 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 there, you know, it's probably the last year. I mean, you're going to have to start really looking at, you know, finding a replacement if this happens again next year with Dak. If, I mean, these weird ass, you know, there's times where he's just on point throwing dimes and then he'll come and throw just nonsense passes and then come back with a dime and then throw a couple fucking ducks. And then you're like, what the fuck is this? And it's kind of been the story of his whole career, but it was exacerbated greatly in the second half of this season. After that injury to the Patriots. So, um, if you're going to come back with, with, you know, a whack-ass Dak. Uh, Dak getting knocked out at Mississippi State in the fucking parking lot, Dak. If that's what you're coming out with. And you're coming out with a uh, 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 fucking uh, Mike McCarthy again. It's a Rizzy. It's a wrap. Wrap it up, B. It's done. It's already, it's already, in, it's already written in the stars. Cowboys, first round exit. Don't matter who the fuck they play. It's over. And I'll tell you this. The only team I think the Cowboys could have beat on, on last week was the Cardinals. I guarantee they would have beat the Cardinals. They would have got the ass ate by the Eagles. And I, I know we can't stop the run. And I listen, I know I got some explaining to do because I picked the Eagles to beat the Bucks. I, I put that on wax. I own it. I was wrong. But that even that, even after the Bucks got that ass, uh, the Eagles got that ass ate, they would have beat our ass. They would have beat our ass. I wouldn't want to play them. After you beat them up by 50 points on their, on their fucking uh, special ed squad out there, their little fucking JV squad out there, you beat up on them like they're little brothers and shit, and then you, you, uh, 50, and then the, you're going to get the real dogs coming. Nah, we were going to get our ass ate. It, 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 that's what was just going to happen. So let's go on. Let, let's put them on wax this week. Uh, you know, um, I still, you know, my Super Bowl pick on the AFC, I'm sticking with it. I had the Bills from day one uh, since the preseason. My pick was Bills-Cowboys-Super Bowl. I had the Bills, remember, I had the Bills versus the Browns in the AFC championship game. I was awfully wrong on that. Um, it's looking like B- Bills-Chiefs. Bengals-Titans. I've never bought the Titans. You know, uh, you got homeboy coming back. Uh, Henry coming back from from injury, you know, if he if he comes back and you know full swing, they're probably going to win that game. But I'm not I'm not so sure you can do that. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Bengals on the Bengals versus Titans. That's gonna be a great game. These are some great games. Uh, I'm going Bengals, Niners, Packers. It's go Rogers, go. It's go Rogers, go Pack, go. We full on Packers fans for the rest of the fucking way here. Aaron Rodgers, my my fucking uh 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 my God. My 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 deity. My I, I I fucking love this motherfucker. It's obvious why he's fighting the establishment. He's out here, you know, on that Joe Rogan shit, telling the truth. I love truth sayers. I love this motherfucker out here sticking his fucking dick in the mouth of the motherfucking establishment every chance he gets. I love this motherfucker more than anything. This motherfucker, uh, uh, he 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 won me over this year with his off the field. Uh uh uh. I just love it. I love it. You know, Ivermectin Rogers, that's what we call him. And by the way, your homie got his 100-tab Ivermectin in the mail from India just a couple days ago. Your boy's rolling. We good. We good over here. We, we, we good, good. 
Aaron Rodgers gonna dog wipe the fucking they're gonna beat the shit out of the motherfucking 49ers. That's a sorry ass 49ers team. I don't give a fuck about only Debo I know gets cracked in the face with a motherfucking brick. Shut the fuck up. Give me the Packers. Uh Rams Bucks. <clears throat> Probably the Rams, but I fucking hate them, so I'm picking the Bucks. Bills, Chiefs, give me the motherfucking Bills. It's on wax. I can't do nothing about it. It's on wax now. It, 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 it's, it, it's, it's there, you know? So there you have it. We have the Bills, the Bucks, the Packers, the Bengals. We going Bengals, Bills, and we going Bucks, Packers. We going Packers, Bills, Super Bowl. That's what we're looking at right now. That's where the picks are right now. <sighs> what else do we got, motherfuckers? What else do we got? Let's get let's get into a little bit of fight talk right now. I gotta I gotta put the uh, I'll put the picks on wax. This is a UFC 270. This is a pay per view. We gotta get the pay per views on wax. A big reason. This is a real reason why I got I hopped on here. I wasn't even gonna address the Cowboys. I was gonna let it be. Y'all know what the fuck I think. But then you know. You get a homie excited and you spend 25 minutes shitting on the Dallas Cowboys. But you know what? I've made a living off of shitting off the Dallas Cowboys, these motherfuckers. I'll be back next year yip-yapping, gum-bumping, lip-smacking, all that shit. You know that. I'll be back. I'll be back in April after the draft. No matter who we draft, I'll be saying we won the fucking Super Bowl. You know what I'm going to do. Hopefully it's just an ugly, uh, 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 weak-ass draft, you know, as far as name recognition. I hope we just go O-line, O-line, linebacker. That's it. We just need more linebacker depth. We could always use more corners trying to mix and match. Listen, I, let me put this on wax, too, at the end uh, here before I move on to fight talk. Trayvon Diggs ain't it. Trayvon Diggs, saying Trayvon Diggs is, is overrated is, is a massive understatement. There's no word to, you know, there's not, that's not the right word. It's not a strong enough, overrated isn't a strong enough word for Trayvon Diggs. This motherfucker was, he was leaving people open by, by like 15 yards. Before we got the ball back with 2 minutes and 24 seconds, if you remember, Jimmy G missed a wide open receiver downfield. Wide open. Nobody around him. That was game right there. If he hits that pass, the game's over and there's nothing. It doesn't even matter what happens at that point. Why? Because Drayvon Diggs was getting ran like a fucking... Uh, he was getting ran the fuck over all fucking day. Like he has all fucking season. He, he's a highly overrated. It, it is what it is. He's not very good. He's, he's, he's borderline uh, Buka de Beppo dumpster trash. Straight up. He's, he's closer to trash than he is anything else. Um, he has 11 interceptions. That's because he can catch the ball. If any of these other corners, and, and, and that goes for a lot of teams, if they could catch the ball, they'd have as many uh, 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 interceptions as Trayvon Diggs. The only reason Trayvon Diggs has 11 is because he, makes his, he, he catches the ones that like, land in his, in his hands. The other people just fucking, they drop them all the time. This motherfucker actually catches them on the rare occasions that he's playing tight coverage. Other than that, he's just getting ran through the fucking ringer every fucking game. So he's trash. Um, so, you know. It could be one of those, you know, we, we thought we had something with, you know, Ch- uh, Chidobe, Awuzie a, a few years ago. We thought he was going to be that. I think we're going to, I'd be surprised if this guy's even getting fucking re-signed after, you know, his rookie contract's up in a couple years. Because I think he gets exposed next year. He ain't going to be anywhere near 11 interceptions. Let me put this on Wax 2 for next year. I guarantee he has less than three interceptions. Three or less interceptions next year. Guaranteed. Three or less interceptions. He's not going to go, he's not going to go get into double digits interceptions again. It ain't happening. Uh, that was just some some fluke shit. And they're like, why do they keep trying Trayvon Diggs? Why do they keep trying him? 
because they keep eating his motherfucking ass, that's why. Every once in a while, a little squirrel catches a motherfucking nut in his face, and he gets a fucking interception. That's after, you know, one interception after getting burned every six times. I'll take that. I'll take that. This motherfucker gave up over 1,100 yards. It was like close to 1,100 yards uh, of receiving against him. That means receivers racked up 1,100 yards against this motherfucker all year long. It was like the worst in the league for somebody who played as many snaps as him. <clears throat> so, let me get the fuck out. Let me, let, let me move the fuck on. Fuck these motherfuckers. Bury them. Bury them. We got UFC 260, uh, 270. Francis Ngannou versus uh, 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 Cyril Gaon. This, this is a banger. Listen, this ain't going to the final bell. This ain't going to the final bell. Um, either Gaon's going to, uh, or, or Francis is going to knock this motherfucker out with some wild shit, or Gaon's going to wear him out for a couple rounds and then finish him along the cage or something like that. I'll tell you this straight up. The more technical, better fighter is Cyril Gaon. And it's not even close. He's a far better striker, natural striker, than, than, than Francis Ngannou is. Francis Ngannou is, is just all power. Um, I know he showed some improved skills against uh, Stipe Miocic. We'll see if he's going to carry that same men- mentality for the rest of his career or into this fight. Um, it could have been a one-off thing against somebody who had a clear game plan to take him down. I'm not so sure Gon's, you know, uh, isn't going to be, his game plan isn't going to be to take uh, uh, Nganu down, but he's going to do it a lot differently than, than, you know, a Stipe would. Stipe has to shoot open mat. Gon, he can, he can pick you apart from the outside, tie you up in the clinch, put you up against the cage, trip you to the ground. He's got that kind of game, so it's a little safer on the takedowns. Um, and then, you know, it tires you out having to, you know, dig your underhooks and fight against the in cage fight with your back against the cage and shit like that. That's the game plan. Touch him from the outside, get, the, get him up against the fence, drag him to the ground, uh, beat him up, rinse and repeat, keep dragging him to the ground, keep dragging him to the ground, pick him apart from the outside. He's got the skills. I mean, he's a, he's a dual stance fighter, uh, Cyril Gaon. Um, he likes to use opposite stance, so whichever stance his, his opponent's in, he's going to use the opposite of that so he can land shots up the middle, he can land those power shots. Um, you know, every once in a while, he'll, he, you know, I think he's going to be mostly southpaw against, uh, Francis, uh, against Ngannou. You'll see him go ortho sometimes just to give that different look, land that outside leg kick every once in a while. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, 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 the strong leg kick. You know, does Gon have a chance? For, I mean, does Ngannou have a chance? Of course, man. This guy could lose every minute of the fight and then land that one fucking, you know, that fucking NASA fucking... A uh, rocket ship that launches this motherfucker gone into orbit, you know, up there with Overeem still out there circling around. I think uh, Rosenstreak's up there fucking circling around. Some suck- fucking satellites out there spying on us and shit. He could easily do that. He could easily do that. But, you know, the longer the fight goes, uh, the less likely that's to happen. If you remember the first Stipe fight, uh, after the first round, Gon- I mean, Ngannou was done. He was just stumbling around looking like Deontay Wilder against Tyson Fury out there you know, until the fifth round in that first fight. Um, you know, he showed a lot more patience. You know, he looked good going into the second uh, round against Stipe the second time. But I don't know that he can. He has the cardio that he's going to be able to go five hard rounds. I, I don't expect that at all. So if it even gets to third, fourth championship rounds, it's going to be all gone. It's got to be. Uh, you know, so, you know, go, uh, you know, 
Ngannou's got to be, you know, it, it, it's weird because he's damned if he do, damned if he don't. He can't come out there just swinging wildly with his head up in the air. Uh, he's going to get picked apart. But he can't afford not to do that either. So, because that's, you know, he's got to create chaos. He's got to try to to lure Gon into some wild exchanges, into some 50-50 exchanges because uh, Ngannou wins those every time. And all he has to do is land one. You know, uh Gon isn't a, Cyril isn't a, you know, in-the-pocket exchange combinations type of striker. And for that matter, neither is uh, Nganu, but, you know, he can get in there and just fucking start swinging wildly and, and land something like he did against Rosenstrike when he just came running across the cage swinging. I mean, there's going to have to be moments of that for sure um, because he, he doesn't have the technical ability to go toe-to-toe with Gon like that in a kickboxing match, in a measured, calculated um, back and forth kickboxing match. It's not going to suit him. You've seen the training footage. I've seen the training footage. If I ha- if you haven't, go look at it. They'll tell you, oh, you can't take much away from training, from sparring videos. I believe my eyes. I've been in training video. I've, I've been in plenty of sparring sessions. Every time I got my ass completely beat, it was because the motherfucker was a lot better than me. <clears throat> when I opened up a can on somebody else's ass, because I was a lot better than them. You know, it, it, he was touching, uh, Cyril Gaon was touching him from the outside, putting in the work, just picking him apart. You know, are there going to be dangerous, you know, moments? Of course, anytime you step into a, a, a cage with that motherfucker, there's going to be. But I just think, you know, the, the far more technical, you never seen anybody like, like Cyril Gaon. You know, everybody talks about, you know, Cain Velasquez was the most technical. That, that shit's gone. Cain is not nearly as versatile was not nearly as versatile. I'm not a big Cain Velasquez fan. I uh, I know Rogan and you know always fucking riding that. He's he's always reverse cowgirl on that fucking Velasquez dick, just riding it hard. I never bought into that shit. The motherfucker couldn't stay stay healthy. It's like Tony Romo was dope, but he couldn't stay healthy. What the good does it matter? I mean, what 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 does it matter if you can't get on the in in the fucking cage? This motherfucker would you know my backy. My doctor said I need a backy out of me after every fight, pulling out of fights, not fighting for a year, two years at a time. Um, you know, he 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 was he was dope, but he don't have he didn't even have the skill. He was more of a boxer. Gone is a fucking full on striker. He uses all the weapons: the knees, the kicks, up the middle, side round kicks. Uh, the hands. He's got it all, man. He's got it all. This is the this is that that new shit. Honestly, I don't know who can beat him right now. And 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 you know, Nganu probably is the best chance. He's probably the one guy that can do it. Um, you know, Nganu's coming in at you know as the champ as an underdog. So you know that probably fire him up a little bit. But I'm putting. Let's put it on wax. Let's put it on wax. I'm going Cyril Gon TKO round three. It's either that or a sub. He's going to have be beating him up. Ngannou's going to be gassed, getting beat up. He's going to snatch his neck or something like that, or he's just going to keep pounding on him until it's over. And you say, finish Ngannou? Go look, go look at those Stipe fights. This motherfucker was hurt in both of those Stipe fights. Even in, right before he knocked uh, Stipe out the second time in the second fight, he was rocked on his feet. Um, he can, and, and go back to the first one. Uh, Stipe had him hurt on his feet. Uh, had Ngannou hurt on his feet multiple times. Had him kind of wobbled um, in, in, like, the first and the third round, I think. Something like that. It's um, been a while since I've seen that fight. I've seen it a couple times, though. Um, so that's the pick. What do we got? Davison Figueredo versus... Um, um, Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. Uh, this is the third fight between them. 
Uh, I'm going Brandon Moreno. If you remember the last time I broke down this fight, uh, I said Brandon Moreno, he's got to use that jab and he's got to use his wrestling early. He came out in the second fight and did both of those things. Davison Figueredo had no answer to the jab. He, had, he, didn't cal- he, he, he couldn't navigate around the jab, and then he got taken down. And, he, he, you know, and this time, the, second, uh, the first fight, Brandon Moreno didn't discover his wrestling until late in the fight. And he didn't really commit to keeping Davison Figueredo on the ground. Second time, he got to it early, and he committed to keeping him there, started racking up some control time from the top. Uh, Davison Figueredo, listen, head movement without foot movement is no movement. So just moving your head and not finding, you know, angles to exit, angles to counter, and, and moving your feet to, you know, find exit and escape routes. It's nothing. You can keep, you know, bobbing and weaving, but you're gonna get, you're gonna eventually start getting hit, and that's his problem. He gets lazy with his footwork sometimes, and just starts, you know, bobbing and weaving, and just gets hit a lot because he's not finding those exits. Um, it's like when you go to a movie theater nowadays. As soon as you walk in, you're looking for the motherfucking exits. Shit starts popping off. You know exactly where the fuck you're going. You don't have to stop and think about it. You, you're dipping out one of those. That's Davis and Figueredo. You got to have these exits in the pocket. You can't just just sit there and bob and weave like a, one like one like the triple champs little boxing uh, blow up boxing thing. You just punch it and it comes back to the center every single time. That's Davis and Figueredo. You know, so he tends to get hit a lot. Um, listen, he's he's in a lot. He's in a similar territory to Ngannou. He's got to be patient and kind of you know pick his moments, but at the same time, he's got to mix in that wild shit, that moon howling shit, where he's 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 creating some chaos in there. That's how he survive. That's how he 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 thrives in there. Listen, Davidson Figueroa can absolutely come out here and land some big shots. Go back to the first fight he had Moreno hurt, hurt on multiple occasions. You know the the illegal knee cost him a point, which actually cost him that first fight. He would have won that fight. Uh, Brandon Moreno, there was no doubt in the second fight. Brandon Moreno ran through Davis and Figueredo, and I'm expecting that this time too. I'm expecting the same result. I got rear naked choke, Brandon Moreno, round three again. Uh, Davison definitely has a try. You know, I'm looking at I'm looking at these first two fights plus one twenty five for Ngannou. That that's fucking. I'm putting I'm putting something. I'm putting ten twenty on that. Uh, I'm putting a fucking. Uh, you know, Hamilton or Jackson on that motherfucker. I'm putting a Hamilton or I'm probably putting a Jackson on Figueredo. Why not? At plus 155, plus money, a guy who can end the fight at any time, create a, a fight uh, fight ending uh, sequence at any time. You know, there's very good value on these guys as underdogs. Um, so I'm going to take that. I'm going to take uh, Brandon Moreno, though, to win the fight. Uh, rear naked choke round three. Michelle Piera, a.k.a. the Cirque du Soleil. Uh, trapeze artist versus Andre Fialho making his UFC debut. Listen, Michelle Fiera, this dude's a wild motherfucker. He's the biggest 170. You remember when uh, Rumble Johnson used to make 170 pounds? Well, he very rarely actually made it. He fought at 170 pounds, but he, he, he wouldn't make weight. He was like the biggest fucking 175er you've ever seen. This dude, Michelle Fiera, might be even bigger, and he actually makes the weight. He's fucking massive for 170 pounds. Uh, he's the one that does the flips and the cartwheels and and, and does it. He's got two um, backflip guard passes in, in in the UFC. This dude's a wild motherfucker. Problem is, he's got he's got the fucking Tesla gas tank. He's got that weed whacker gas tank. This dude, every fight that goes the distance, the last round he's just he's he's Deontay Wilder, stumbling, mumbling, bumbling around like he's like he 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 he's coming back from fucking Applebee's happy hour. I mean, this dude's fucked up in the last round. If Andre Fialho, this guy reminds me a lot of like a, a little like a little less aggressive Shogun. I think he's fought in the F, uh, PFL and he's fought in Bellator, um, so he has some big, big, you know, fight 
experience, you know, good striker, solid record. Um, I think he's like 19 and 5, 17 5, something like that. Um, very good hands, you know, uh, boxing. He's, you know, this dude, Michelle Pierre, fights super long, though, and he's very explosive and fast in the first couple, in the first like seven minutes of the fight. So if Andre Fialho can get past that, and I think I'm pretty sure he's like a plus, I think he's a plus 220 underdog he's a long shot underdog but i i like that if he can get this into the late second or into the third round it's gonna be all andre fialho so if all he has to do is survive and advance but i'm gonna take michelle Pierre on wax though for the tko round one cody stamen saeed namraga medoff um he's like a distant uh peter-in-law to to uh, uh motherfucking khabib he ain't a cousin but he is just because he you know says he is kind of thing um Somewhere along the round, they smashed a couple of the same Bettys, so they, they Peter-in-laws officially. So he bestowed, Khabib uh, bestowed the Nurmagomedov name upon Saeed. Uh, this dude throws spinning everything. He's got more spins than Maytag, this motherfucker Nurmagomedov. Spinning back elbows, spinning back fists, spinning back kicks, uh, question mark kicks. I mean, this dude... Uh, he throws question mark kicks like a jab. He throws spinning back fists like a jab. He'll counter your jab with, a, a, or, or any of your hands with spinning, spinning attacks. He's got the wrestling in the back pocket. Cody Stamen's your pro, pro, uh, prototypical wrestler striker. You know, decent wrestling. You, you know, got the, 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 the fucking Malto Meal, Michael Chandler type striking. Uh, you know, could he win this? For sure. Uh, you know, he can get the fight to the ground, maybe steal some rounds. But I got, uh, you know, Namagameda's hard to keep on the ground if you do get him there. He can be taken down. We've seen that against Barcelos. <coughs> uh, he, he lost to uh, Barcelos, who's actually fighting on this card. Um, what's his name? Fucking, uh, what, we'll see in a minute. Uh, give me Saeed Namagameda. Give me a decision. Michael Morales, we, we, we lost Vieira versus uh, uh, Wellington Terman. Sounds like a motherfucking scarf at J.C. Penney's. Um, we got Mike uh, Trevin Giles versus Michael Morales making his USC deb- debut. I, I watched a couple of his, his fights. Uh, you know what? Let me give give me him. Trevin Giles is hard to predict. He has such a low output. I mean, he has such quick hands, fast hands, but he just doesn't throw enough. And he gets outpointed, and then he lost his last fight. He got knocked out. Um, give me Michael Morales. Give me a decision. Hione Barcelos, that's right. Hione Barcelos actually beat Saeed Nurmagomedov uh, a couple years ago. Give me a uh, versus Victor Henry making his debut. This dude, Victor Henry, um, I, you know, there are a lot of people making a debut here. Um, you know, he, he can make this a grimy little fight. He's a plus 350. I ain't enough to bet on him at that. But I'm give me Ronnie Hione Barcelos. Give me a decision. Jack Della Madalena versus Pete Rodriguez. Dude, Pete Rodriguez couldn't find much on him. Magdalena, I've seen him fight on the uh, Contender Series. Very good striking. Um, is hittable. Very hittable. But he's got very good hands. This dude's got some sick little hands on him. Give me Jack Della Madalena. De- Jack Della Madalena. Jesus. What a name. Uh, minus 365 favorite. Yeah. Uh, give me him. Uh, TKO round two. Tom Gravely versus Simon uh, Oliveira. I think I went with Simon Oliveira. He's a plus 200 underdog. Give me Simon Oliveira. Give me um, Guillotine Choke round two. Kay Hansen versus Jasmine Jasudavicius. Give me Kay Hansen decision. There it is, motherfuckers. You have it. On wax. Last week went five and five. Um... Five, you know, had to scratch and claw to get to 500. Tough card for me. Lost the main event. I took Giga Chikatse. He got smoked by Calvin Cater. You know, in that first round, at the opening round of that fight, 
Jiga look like a motherfucker. I mean, that those opening minutes, Jiga is just a motherfucker. As long as he's got those kicks, he can beat anybody. But Cater took those kicks away from him, got him to the ground in the first round, rode out the first round. And after that, it was just a, a complete drubbing. Uh, you know, one, Jiga gassed. And you know what? I, I think I mentioned this on the cast before the fight. Um, in the second round against uh, Barboza, you saw Giga slow down dramatically in that round. And I thought to myself, uh-oh, in that, round, in that fight. But then the third round, he came out, had a second win, and finished Barboza. So I was like, well, maybe, I, maybe he wasn't gassed. He was gassed. And uh, he gassed, you know, when you have a pace like Giga pushes, it's hard to keep that going. Granted, you know, he, he made it to the fifth round. He made it through the entire fight. But he had nothing on those punches for, for the majority of the fight after that first round. He had nothing. There were spurts here and there where he, he, he put some, you know, good hands together. I mean, he was throwing the whole fight, but he was taking massive damage. The standing elbows from Cater, game changer. They changed everything. He was getting inside on, on, on I told y'all, Giga's... Giga's weakness is fighting in the pocket. He, he's not built. His punches and strikes are too long. He needs space. It was a fight of range, and and Cater won range because he's he's a he's a, a firefighter. This dude gets in the in there, in the pocket and exchanges. He's he's a pocket exchanger. He got to be close inside using those nice tight short combinations. That's what he did. He fought at his range inside. Was landing elbows, standing elbows left and right, battering the fuck out of Giga. And it looked like the first time Giga was ever eating elbows. He had no idea what to do, and he was cut open. He was beat the fuck up. Couldn't couldn't get his range. Couldn't you? I mean, there, he only threw a couple. After the first round, he only threw really a couple kicks. After that, I mean, he, his kick game was completely nullified. And after that, you know, the hands just, you know, he's got solid hands. He's got actually underrated hands, Giga. Um, but he, he, you know, he couldn't match the boxing of Calvin Cater. You know, um, so Calvin Cater, big win for Calvin Cater. You you know, little was known about Giga, but Giga's for real. Giga's still for real. Uh, this fight, does, you know, losing to Calvin Cater doesn't, you know, Calvin Cater's right back in the mix. He's a big fight away. You know, Calvin Cater versus Brian Ortega. I'm looking at that shit like, fuck yeah, let's get that shit going. Um, that's a big time fight right there. Um, so, you know, you got Josh Emmett, you know, is hovering around there. He's a fucking dangerous fight for anybody. Um, you know, Volkanovski fighting the Korean zombie for the title is complete bullshit, utter garbage. I would have rather seen him fight Ortega again than seeing this fucking. I'm not buying chance. I'm not buying uh, Korean Zombie. I'm a big fan of Korean Zombie over the years, but I don't think beating uh, who did he beat? Uh, Ige. I don't think beating Ige. You know, a decisioning. Yeah, uh, uh, Dan Ige gets you a title shot. You know, after you had Max over there doing work, after you had, uh, you know, you had Yair, even in the losing effort, I would have rather seen Yair Rodriguez step in for Max. That was like one of the fight of the year candidates. I don't even know, uh, you know, I would have given it to Volkanovski. I think Volkanovski and Ortega got it, but that's, that was right in the mix. I would have I much rather given it to Yair Rodriguez. That's a much better fight, entertaining fight, than I think this uh, zombie fight's going to be. But whatever, um... So that that's that's what the outlook of that looks like. That was a great fight, though. The main event overall, that card was dog shit last week. I ain't gonna lie to you. That shit was some bullshit. Um, I couldn't even pretend it was good. But the main event, Giga versus Cater, was 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 fucking fire, fire, motherfuckers. Um, this this main event, I'm telling you, Gon versus Nganu. Somebody's going sleepy time. Get the sleep number out, baby. Get the sleep number. Get the Tempur-Pedics out. Get the sleepy time tea. Get the, get the Mr. Pillows out. Somebody's going to be fucking waking up, 
fucking the smelling salt. You got knocked the fuck out. Somebody's getting knocked out in that fight. <sighs> what else do we got? My Pelicans are still kind of hovering around 17 and 28. They strung a couple wins together, and then they string a couple losses together. But they're kind of hovering around. Let me see real quick. We're hovering around that 10 spot. We're hovering around. That's all we got to do. Now we only four teams. Remember, only four teams don't really make the playoffs anymore. You got that play-in tournament that they keep in. Let's see what we got over here. I think the Lakers are fucking over here sucking ass. Let's go conference. What do we got? We game out. We game out of the 10 seed. Portland's holding on at 18 and 26. We're 17 and 28. We played a couple more games. Uh, and, and, and they have one more win than us. And we have the same amount of wins as, as San Antonio, and we're one behind Sacramento. Lakers falling, falling fast to 22. 20, they have five more wins than, the, than the, the Pelicans. The Lakers have only five more wins than my motherfucking Pelicans. It's a beautiful thing. You got Phoenix up there, 35-9. and nine. Golden State, 32-13. and 13. Um, You know, actually, it's crazy because the Eastern Conference is actually better. Their 10th seed is at, at least at 500. The The... the for the for the Western Conference now, which is crazy, the seven seed is below five hundred. The seven seed, the Minnesota Timberwolves, selling wolf tickets over there. These motherfuckers literally selling wolf tickets at twenty two and twenty three at the seven seed ahead of the Lakers. The fuck, jeez, who won last night? Did the I was watching that game. I got high as fuck last night. I was watching that. Uh, uh, the Pacers won. I was watching that Pacers Warriors game. Fucking, I forgot to pay attention to the end. But so there you have it. My my, my Pelicans are my last hope. We moving on to baseball season. I'm hoping my my Angels finally snap out of it this year and we get a little. You know, we get Trout back. We got Trizzy Trout. We got Shohei come. You know, of course Shohei's gonna be showing out, showing that ass on the mound, hitting home runs, hitting switches on bitches. Uh, it, it, you know, hopefully they give me something. Hopefully they can at least make the playoffs for the first time in like 10 fucking years. I was at their last playoff uh, uh, appearance. I think it was in like 2011, 12, something like that. They were actually the best team in baseball. They had 98 wins that year, and they lost in the first round. I went to game one of the playoff series against the Royals. That was the first year the Royals actually ended up going to the World Series, and they lost in the World Series, and the next year they went again, and then they won. Um, we got swept that time, and, we, and that playoff game went to like 11, 12 innings, and we lost like 2-1 to one or some shit, uh, and then we got swept, and we lost three games uh, to the Royals, and that was the last time, that was the only time Trizzy Trout Nathaniel has been in the playoffs, pretty sure Trout was, uh, that was like his rookie or sophomore year, second year in, in the league, something like that, early on, it's crazy, he's already been in the league for so long, um, he came in at like 18 years old, some shit like that, from if I remember correctly, he only spent a little time in the in the minor leagues where I said, fuck it, bring him up. Um, so that's all I got left, man. That's all I got left. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to be dwelling on this loss for a long time. And, you know, even though I'm used to it and, and expected it, you know, with the D boys, it's, it's it's still, you know, there's that little voice in the back of your head that's saying it's going to be different this year, you know. They're going to do it. This is the actual year that they're going to, everything that you believe about them, they're actually going to show you that they're not that. Even though you know that that, that that little voice in your head is a rotten little bastard and he's just lying to you so he can say, Fa, got you, bitch, when they fucking lose. That's what he did to me this time. You know, because I, I still had that little itch, that little talk, that little voice in the back of my mind that said, maybe, just maybe you're wrong about him, but I wasn't. I fucking wasn't. <sighs> That's it, homies. 
That's it. That's all I got for you. I gotta get the fuck up out of here. This is episode 149. That means a buck fifty. A buck fifty. We going on a buck fifty, homies. And I think I'm rocking three weeks in a row on the cast. Am I? Is this the third one in a row? I hit y'all motherfuckers upside the head. I'm gonna try to get up here every fucking week and at least do the uh, uh, put the pics on wax. I know I'm still getting this this YouTube shit. I gotta figure. I don't got a camera. And I don't know that my 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 old ass 2010 MacBook Pro here, if this little fucking uh, webcam is it's good enough. It's kind of grainy and kind of shitty, so I haven't been able to get good footage. But I'm working on it, homies. If I can get myself a, a better camera, I got you know I got this janky ass like China that I bought it from China. This uh, old school a few years ago. Um, uh, uh, what were they called? The the heroes? Those those little fucking those little square cameras. You remember what I'm talking about? What the fuck were the name of those? Guitar Heroes? No, they weren't. It was a hero something. Guitar Hero? What the fuck's wrong with me? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, I, I need a camera. So I'm trying to get a camera. I'm trying to figure out the technology. Trying, I'm going I'm to I'm do a uh, YouTube and podcast at the same time. So I'll just take the audio, make it a podcast, and then we'll have the video on YouTube channel. We're going to take the shit over, motherfuckers. You're going to see me here. You're going to see the chonies in John Glass. You're going to see the chonies and murder champs, homies, all up in your motherfucking ass. Anyways, until then, got the quadru- we got the quadruple champ, Moody Hank, other ones snoozing, uh, the, the female triple champ, she's up there. Um, we gonna get the fuck up out of here. We'll see you, we'll see you on the flip side at a buck fifty, homies. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 149, Seth Gecko, aka Moody motherfucking Hank. And I'm out, motherfuckers. Change a thing, not a fucking thing. Come here, I'm going in low. Ducking me, I ain't no. 
ain't no fun if the homies can't have none Hands up, ransom, hand me down Express play, then hit random, found a hidden track Isn't that the blueprint? Sounds like some new shit Now nah, I can prove that Late at night, the song cries Lay awake, it's all eyes On next episode where we all die Stop, drop, you open up shop Now change shit, some ain't shit No need for the ether When you got yourself a gun to your head It's so full that one mic in the right That's all she said The world is yours and all right Shook once, can't stand for the twos to break free And lose themselves in the music They'll protect your neck like a fool you fell Head over heels on that hole with a housewife answer that door Sorry Miss Jackson, I see that you bored But you got a husband who loves you Boo. No matter where I go, where I go Always come back to that place that I know, that I know I can always lay with class the rough The sky's still break, but I'm on my way And I wouldn't change a thing, not a fucking thing One day, one day, I'll be, I'll be awesome, awesome Awesome, awesome. One day, one day, someday, soon, someday, someday, I make boom.